Hey, Jay Calloway here, pastor of The Gate, and I want to welcome you to the Crowd Decor Weekly Podcast, where you can learn to walk in faith, favor, and a future that is out of this world. Our prayer for you today is that you will be convicted, challenged, and changed in Jesus' name as you continue in this adventure from the crowd of the world into the core of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Hope you enjoy the message. But last week we talked about this idea that the, the song that was being a child's song, you know, kind of a, a little song that was, we sing in, um, in children's church or we sing out there. And, and it's almost kind of a little game that we play, you know, hiding under a bushel, no, I'm going to let it shine. You know, don't let Satan blow it out. I'm going to let it shine. The thing we learned last week, and I want to just continue on this thought, is that, is that this isn't a game. That the Bible says in John, the first chapter, which, by the way, how many of you have your Bible say yes? If you don't say oops, get your Bible out and turn with me to John, the first chapter. And in verse 5, it says there, everything was created through him. Nothing, not one thing came into being without him. What came into existence was life, and the life was light to live by. The life light out of the darkness. The darkness could not put it out. In other words, when Jesus came into this earth, when he was born as a babe in a manger, that light came in. He says, I am the light of the world in Matthew, the fifth chapter. And he says, he's, he's that life light. Nothing can extinguish him. Nothing can put him out. But then I want us to talk, I want us to look at this idea about this light that we have. Because it's not just a reflection of the light that Jesus is. It's not just kind of like what the moon is or what, where we're at in, in the area of, of the, being a reflection of it in the mirror. But it literally is the light of Christ. It is the light that he's put in us. And I want us to understand that as a child of God, as a, as a son or a daughter of God, we have the light of Jesus in us. We have the same spirit, that same resurrection power that was in Christ is in us when we commit our life to Christ. And there are some things that we need to understand about that, that we can walk confidently and we can walk boldly in that. So I want you to say it like you mean it and believe it today. Say this with me. Today, I am a child of God. I have faith to move mountains, favor from the King of Kings, and a future that is out of this world. My foundation is the Word of God. My walk is sure. My talk is confident. My attitude is like Christ. Today I will hear the Word of God. Today I will do the will of God. Today I will be convicted, challenged, and changed in Jesus' name. Amen. Do you believe it? Amen. Praise God. Turn to somebody next to you. Give them a high five if you're in a hub or wherever you're at with a group of people and give them a high five and say, I believe it for you too. Amen. Maybe take a moment and just share this post out there. Share this video with somebody that really needs a message of encouragement, needs a message that, that they are the light of this world. You see, I want you to understand something today. The idea of light is something that, that is not on the defensive, for light is always on the offensive. You see, light always invades. Darkness cannot invade. Darkness is the, just the essence of it means the absence of light. The only way for it to turn dark outside is for the sun to go down over the horizon onto the other side of earth. 
We only have darkness when light leaves or when there is the absence of light. Darkness cannot come in and invade your life. The only way that darkness comes in is when light leaves. And I think it's very interesting when we see this idea in Matthew, the fifth chapter in verse 14, when Jesus comes in and says, you are the light of the world. He starts out in Matthew chapter 5, starting out saying, I am the light of the world. In fact, in John, the first chapter, it says there that he is the light. In, all, in other words, that when Jesus left, light didn't leave. He left his light with us. That we have the light in us. It goes back to that little psalm. This, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. I had somebody look at me one day and say, you know, I really don't like that song. I wish they would change it from this little light to this big light of mine. You see, because the Bible says there that you are the light of the world in Matthew chapter 5. It says there you are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. In other words, have you ever noticed if you're driving along in the middle of the night, maybe down a highway, I remember when my wife and I and our kids, when my kids were younger, we began to drive outside, out in the, in the areas of New Mexico and Colorado and those areas around the Grand Canyon. And we would literally be driving for hours before we would see another, uh, another town, sometimes before we even see another car. And way off in the distance, when we'd be coming up onto, the, onto a community, it might be pitch black and we're driving, but way off in a distance, we could see that we were coming up onto some place, a place that, that was inhabited. And the reason is because the lights were on. The city lights were there. And I think what Jesus is trying to say to us here today is that when you're a light, you're a light like a city on a hill that is beaming bright and that no matter how dark it is outside, no matter how dark it is for miles and miles around you, your light is shining so bright that it's like a city that cannot be hidden. It can't be, it can't be just shut down. And what I want to encourage you is that that light that God has, he's, been, he's made you that light as well. The reality is, though, is that we need, to, we, we need to own it. We need to accept it. We need to say, yes, I'm going to take that light on myself. I'm not just going to be a copy of the world around me. I'm not going to be a, 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 rem, a, a reflection of what's around me. I'm going, to be a, I'm going to be the very vessel of the light of heaven. I'm going to be the very vessel of the light that, that, that Christ brought into this world. I want to, as, as I have salvation in me, I, as I bring in, I'm going to bring the very essence. I'm going to bring in the very presence of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords around me. Just like when you're driving around in the nighttime and you're dark and your lights are out. I remember a few weeks ago, I was driving along the road and we were coming back from Indianapolis. And as we were coming back from Indianapolis, I had my mother-in-law in the car and I had my wife in the car and we were driving and it was in the middle of the night. It was very dark. And as we were driving, there was a, a, a truck, a large semi-truck that slowed down and he started waving at us and, and pointing and, and doing all kinds of things because he was sitting back there and, and, and it really startled us. And he wouldn't, and he, every time I started to speed up, he would speed up. And every time I slowed down, he would slow down and just kept motioning to us. What I didn't realize is my lights weren't on. 
was trying to tell me, you're a dangerous person. You are a danger on this road because your lights aren't on. Somebody could come up behind you and just plow you down, or you could come up behind someone else and they not see you because your light isn't shining. You gotta, you gotta flip those lights on. You need to put on your brights because it's dark out there and people need to be able to see you coming. In the same way, that's the way it is for us. It, it go, the, go, the passage of Scripture goes on to say, there's no sense in you turning your light on if you're going to put it under, a, if you're going to hide it. Now, next week, we're going to talk about that idea of why we don't hide our light. But the idea here is that once we have this light in us, once that birthing of Christ comes into us, you see, because every time that someone commits their life to Christ, it's almost as if Christmas starts all over again. Because as Christ was birthed into this, into this world through, through Mary and, and this amazing, immaculate conception, the, and we celebrate this coming up on Christmas. You see, I said a moment ago that we have entered into the purpose of, our, of this life, the purpose of all of this being established. We call this, there's a reason for the season, but can I tell you that there's a reason for this life? And the reason for this life is the life light. His name is Jesus Christ. And he was born of a virgin. He was wrapped in swaddling clothes. He was put into a feeding trough. We call a manger. I remember just a few years ago that Vicki and I, we had the opportunity to stand or sit into what very possibly could have been the kind of, uh, the, the kind of manger or stable that, that, that Jesus was born into. And it was really more like a cave. It was underneath the house. It's where the sheep and the cattle and, the, and, and all the different animals of the, of the home would be put in. It was almost as if it was like the first floor or the basement of a home. As we walked in there, it was dark. It was kind of gloomy. It was damp. It was way underneath. And I thought to myself, how can light be birthed into this? And yet the passage of Scripture says that the life light blazed out of the darkness. In other words, Jesus came in to the darkness. He came in and brought it out. And the passage of Scripture there says there was no shadow in that light. There was no shadow that, there, that could be hidden from the, dark, from the light. There was no darkness that could be hidden. And the same way as when Christ is birthed in us. It's almost as if that happens all over again. And maybe that light starts out to be just little. It's that little moment that comes in. It's that little thing of just a simple prayer saying, Oh Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I believe that God raised you from the dead. And I ask you now to be the Lord, to be the Savior, to be the leader, to be the one that takes care of my life, that forgives me of my sins. It's that simple. And many times, no one, you don't even feel any different. Many times, it's just a simple prayer. It's just that confession with your mouth. You see, because we say it all the time, that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's the very moment of time where Jesus will come in and maybe just whisper into your spirit, maybe whisper into your ear, or maybe loudly proclaim, you are the light of the world. 
You're like a city on a hill. For some, that light might start just very little, but it doesn't stay that way. For some, it might be just like a little candle that is just burning on a lampstand in a home just to begin to bring light and hope and salvation to that family. But that light doesn't stay that way. That light becomes a blazing force. It becomes a life force, a life light, a life line to all that are around where fear and darkness and disease and discouragement begins to overwhelm. The reality is because it's not that it's invading and it's not that it's overcoming and overtaking. It's simply because the hope, the life light hasn't shown up into the darkness to dispel all the fear, to dispel the discouragement, to dispel the, the, the depression. You see, Jesus is always on the offensive. He's never on the defensive. You can't take him out of the equation. You can't take him out. You can walk away. You can try to go in and decide to handle it yourself. I was reading just recently where one of the world leaders was just sworn in as the chancellor. And one of the things that they noted, it was the first time where at the end of his at the end of his proclamation and being sworn in as the leader of their country, he did not say, so help me God. Now, it wasn't from our country. It was from another country. But I thought to myself, how is it that a man or a woman can decide that we're going, I'm going to do this marriage without God's help? I'm going to raise these children without God's help. I'm going to go in and do this job in my career without God's help. And yet so many times each one of us do. We decide we're going to do it without Christ. We're going to do it without the light. We're going to do it without the, the things that are moving that, that we need to have. We're going to do it without. And yet at the same time, God is saying this, that without the light, without Christ being the light of the world, you're in darkness. So many times we look back and I've seen, I've sat down with men and women as we talk with, talk with them in their marriages or somebody that's going after a career. They're going after trying to raise their children and almost as if they're pulling their hair out going like, I can't figure this out. I was sitting with a person the other day that was just trying to figure out their life path and their career path and they just kept going I'm so confused I'm so confused and I realized that in many ways the reason the confusion was there is is because they're trying to feel their way through the darkness because they're doing it without the spirit of God they're doing it without Christ and without the light there's darkness it's trying to, it's like getting up in the middle of the night and trying to find your way through to the bathroom or to the refrigerator to get a drink or in the middle of the night trying to find and get to your kids who might be crying in the crib or having a bad dream in their bed. And you're trying to get there and you're stepping on a toy or you're stepping on, you know, you're tripping over the shoes that were left out there. That's what my wife always says about me is she's going, your shoes are going to be the death of me yet as she tries to go through. And the reason why is because we don't want to disturb anything going on in the middle of the night. So we try to feel our way through it. 
And in the same way in our lives, when we don't own that we are the light of the world, or we don't own that idea and accept that we're, we're afraid to turn on the light in the, middle of the, in the middle of the night because we're going to disturb somebody. And yet we trip over the furniture, we trip over the things that are in our way, we trip over the path, or we become so confused, or we can't figure out, we, we can't seem to make it work with our spouse, because we're doing it without the light. We're not willing to turn on that light. We're not willing to say, I am the light of the world. Can I tell you, Jesus has commanded that you are the light of the world. You are a city set on a hill. You are a lampstand in your family. And God is saying to you, I've given you clarity. I've given you that, uh, that idea of bringing out what is right. I've given you vision. I've given you insight. I've given you revelation. And I need you to see what God has for each one of you. I need you to see what God has for your spouse. I need you to see what God has for your children. I need you to see what God has for your boss. I need you to see what God has for that one that's in the in your in your place of work that just seems to be always off to the side or always discouraged or depressed. Could you imagine if you walk in this next week and realize and you own the fact that you are the light of the world, that you accept the idea that you have the light of Jesus Christ in you. How would that change the way you walk into your place of work tomorrow? How would that change if how would that change how you view your children tomorrow? How would that change the way that you speak to your wife or to your husband tomorrow, to your neighbor, to the one that you see in the grocery store? Could it possibly be that the reason we are confused in our lives, that we don't understand what's going on in our society, is simply because we haven't accepted the fact that we are the light of the world. And that as long as we don't share that light, as long as we don't accept it, we're just going to walk through life going like, it doesn't matter if I'm around or not. It doesn't matter. And we're willing to quit on our marriage, or we're willing to quit on our jobs, or we're willing to quit on our children. And when we walk away, darkness, darkness comes in because without out the light, darkness reigns. You see that word without, I shared this, uh, shared this last week, but I've been learning Spanish, and I'm not going to try to say it like I did at the, at the celebration service, but I've been learning Spanish and trying to learn a little bit more, and one of the things that came out is I learned that the word without in Spanish actually means sin. Or it's the word in, without is sin. And those two words, without in Spanish, is sin. And it says, you know, sin queso means without queso. Or sin, sin, uh, sin tomato, uh, tomate means without tomato. And if you're, it's one thing if you're ordering a hamburger, but if you say sin Jesus means without Jesus. Or sin, and you can add to that, sin vide means without life. And my question to you today is this, could there possibly be sin in us simply because we're trying to do life, we're trying to do family, we're trying to do Christmas, we're trying to do our career without the light? I think the biggest understanding or revelation that we could come to is our life is filled with sin when we're trying to do it without Jesus. Sin simply means, in one area, is to miss the mark, to be without. And to each one of us, I would say this. 
I would say this world is looking for somebody that can bring in the light. That's you. That's me. As we go into this, uh, this season, and, and no doubt we've already been with family and friends, and we've already been in uh, maybe some Christmas parties in our office, we've, we've been going around with our neighbors, and we've been able to continue on and, and seeing Christmas things in the schools and everything else, my question to you is this, are you willing to accept the fact, are you willing to accept the responsibility to be the light of the world, to be the city on the hill, to be the lamp stand in the home, to say, I'm going to bring light, for in this light there are no shadows, for this light there is only revelation, that which has been hidden will always be seen. You won't always be the popular one. You may not always be the, the one that everybody wants to be around simply because when you walk in, there is things exposed and there's things that are in, but it's, a, it, but it's an exposed to bring in love and to bring in care and to bring in conviction, not condemnation, not a finger pointing, none of that like that. It's simply for you to come and say, I am the light of the world. That seems like a very bold aggressive, and in some ways conceited or arrogant way of saying things. But just like Jesus says, I am the light of the world, we can take our cue from him when he says, you are the light of the world. Take on that humility of Christ. Take on that place of, of, real, of realizing that I don't want to hide this. I want to be somebody that will bring about this uh, idea of clarity, that will bring in this idea of having light in there, not without, so that darkness can reign. Because there already is too much confusion. There's already too much condemnation. Conviction needs to reign and clarity needs to reign. And that only happens when the light of Jesus comes in and you carry that. So my challenge for you today is simply this, is to go in and be able to sing this little light of mine, not this little light of my dad's, this little light of, uh, of my brother's, this little light of my mom or generations past, or this little light of my children because they were in children's church and we just listened to that. And I, I just bring them so that they can have something. But no, I want you to own it. I want you to accept it. I want you to be able to take it on and say, yes, this little light of mine, it's mine. God gave it to me. And I'm going to shine it where it shines the brightest for my family. I'm going to shine it where it shines the brightest for my place of work, for my marriage, for my finances, for all the things around me, for my neighborhood and my community and my church and everything else. I, it's mine. And I'm going to take the responsibility to be the light bearer of life light. That's what God is calling each one of us to do. You might be sitting back here and saying, Jay, I just don't know if... If I can do that, or you might be saying, you know, that's what I want. That's what I want. And God is saying to you, then just accept it. Just own it. Just say, I'm going to take it on. And yes, I sign up to be the light of the world. And it's very simple. All you have to do is simply just pray that simple prayer. As I shared a little bit earlier that you, that, that, that you believe that Jesus Christ was risen from the dead, that you confess that God, that Christ is the son of the living God. And when you believe it and you confess it, you begin to live it and you own it and you accept it. God says, I'm going to give you the light that will shine bright in this world. And I want to just invite you. 
I want you to invite, invite you right now, and especially if you're uh, watching us and you're saying, you know what, I, I want that, I want that today. I'm, I just invite you to put in the, in the chat box, uh, I own it, I own it, I own it, I own it. And we'll know when you say that, I own it, that you are saying, I, I, I accept Jesus Christ, I accept the light in my life, and I'm going to be a light bearer for him. And I'm going to ask you to just pray this prayer. And I'm going to ask everybody to pray it, especially those of you that said, that's me. That's me. That's what I want. But pray this with me. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you that you are the King of kings and the, Son of, and, the, and the Lord of lords, that I confess that you are the Son of God. I believe that God raised you from the dead. And today I accept, I own that I am the light of the world and that I take it on as serious that I will go and let my light shine, for it is mine, and I am going to give it. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Hey, listen, if you prayed that prayer, we just want you to know that we believe that God has just poured all over you. He has put you a light in your life that is just amazing, and you're going to go out and be a light to this world, to this very dark, dark world. And as you go forward, we just want to bless you, and we want you to know that we want to walk with you in all of these things. So I just ask you to stretch your hand forward toward me, and I'm going to bless you as we go forward in this. I bless you now. I bless you in your families, your finances, and your friendships. I bless you in your families, that your, your marriages would be lighthouses into this neighborhood, and that your children will be blessed to the thousandth generation as you, fought, as you lead them into uh, the ways that they should go according to the word of God. I bless you now. I bless you in your finances that you would have more than enough to pay your bills and pay them on time and that you would be generous in every circumstance in every opportunity according to the word of God. I bless you now in your, in your friendships that you would be the head and not the tail, the top and not the bottom. And this season, I bless you that you would be an influencer in this world and not just be influenced by it that you are the light of life. You are the light in this world. You're a city on a hill, a lampstand in a home, and that you will be a light to all around you. I bless you now. Now go in Jesus' name to be a blessing. We bless you guys. We were so excited about what God has for you. And we just want you to know, Vicki and I were praying for you as we walk through this season together. Blessings. Have a great, great day. Hey, thanks so much for joining us for the Crowd Decor podcast. We are so excited about what God is doing in your life and believe that as you are on this adventure from the crowd of the world into the court of the kingdom of Jesus Christ, you are finding faith, favor, and a future in Him. And listen, we are so excited to launch our brand new X Factor year-end offering, and we want to invite you to be a part of that. This offering is what we do every single year at the end of the year just to give thanks to God. It's our X factor, our generosity as we've been sharing. And we just ask you right now to go to the gateonline.net slash giving. And there you can be a part of what God is doing in advancing the kingdom. We thank you so much for being a part of us. Join us in our year-end offering. Join us as we go and advance the kingdom and we do it together from the crowd of the world into the core of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Blessings on you all. Have a great, great day.